Well, good morning and welcome to day four of Start Strong 2021. What are we doing here? For those of you that might be the first morning that you jumped in, I just want to give you a massive shot in the arm to make this year the best year that you can possibly have. The game is all about momentum. The earlier and faster you can get momentum, the more ground you can cover, the better year you are going to have. I was talking to a bunch of clients yesterday in our closed group coaching, and I was saying, you know, there's plenty of stuff on Facebook right now. People decreeing over you that this is going to be your best year ever. People putting up memes saying that apparently this is the year that the Lord has made, which is wonderful. And I'm like, all of that is excellent, but there's no point in sitting under somebody's prophetic word over you if you don't then go back to business and execute on strategies right? Otherwise, it's all just a clanging symbol, in my humble opinion. So that's cool. All right. So today, we're kind of dancing around a little bit over these seven days. We're doing a little bit like practical business like we did yesterday. Today, I actually want to spend a bit of time on you. Actually, you. Yep, just you. You, 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 you. Um, if this is the first time on, let me know where you are from, by the way, because uh, I'm starting to get the, the feedback loop of where people are from. Literally, we have people all the way from New Zealand, uh, you know, all the way through Australia. We've got the UK, we've got the US, we've got people from South Africa joining in. Just think about that for a second. That's like 2 a.m. or something crazy down in the SA. So uh, if, you're, if this is the first time on, let me know because uh, I want to see it. It all comes up on my screen and I want to chart it. So that's what we're doing here uh, on this fine Thursday morning. Um, You know, it's interesting for me. I think one of the things that has been lost in maybe recent years and even more so now is, is the concept of extreme ownership. We live in a world now where it is so much easier to blame everything else but ourselves and find excuses behind everything else but ourselves, and live in denial. And yet, that's not what winners do. But it's become so common. It's always everybody else's responsibility. It's always everybody else's fault. It is totally acceptable in this era that we find ourselves in to be the victim. And if you want to be the victim you're going to have a lot of company that you can keep because the vast majority of people are victims. So you actually become a little bit of a weirdo when you decide that you won't conform to that pattern, but you actually want to break out of it and become a winner because by default, you will not be able to sit inside that victim mentality that the large, a large portion of the population tend to do. I believe that for things to change, first, I must change. First, I must change. Obviously, we would all agree that if we want things to change, then I would have to change. And if you want things to change, then you need to change. But I actually believe that if I want things to change, the first thing that has to change is me. And so I feel like there is an undercurrent right now of people that have effectively just given away their power. 
Because they, you know, like, like you've only got to read Facebook for like six minutes to find out what's happening in culture. Like, like there are literally people right now that have decided that it is the government that decide if their business life is successful, right? There's people that have thought, no, it's the Facebook algorithm that I'm up against. Or they go, no, it's disruption and technology that I am up against. Or it's the coronavirus that I am up against. Or it's the fact that somebody else has started a business just like me, just down the street from me, and that's who I'm up against. I'm like, no, 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 no. If, if you feel like you're up against anything external, you've given away all your power. The biggest hurdle you've got is you. The biggest hurdle I've got is me. And as a kingdom entrepreneur, we don't do competition, right? We don't do competition with the others in our industry. If, if you think that you have to beat the other people in your industry, then you're not being your brother's keeper, right? There is enough in an industry for everybody to win, especially with the creativity of God. So the only thing or person that you compete with is yourself, you need to get up every single day and kick your own backside, not somebody else's, because that's extreme ownership, right? For things to change, first I must change. So, 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 so the minute, like you want to catch what you're saying to yourself, because the minute you think it's somebody else that decides your success, listen, you, you, you have given away the biggest bit of leverage that you have as a human being, and that is you get to decide. Of course, like, think about it. If we have a liberal government or a Labour government or a Democratic government or a Republican government, they all make policy changes, right? They all make But none of those will decide your success in business, right? It's a game of cat and mouse. They make changes, we work around them. They make changes, we work around them. Like in Australia, for example, we have a Labour government. Life gets harder for a small business owner. We have to find a way around it. Like, it's, it's never been different, Okay. So, so I want to say to you that the minute you think they have any kind of keys to your destiny, it's over for you. you. You just need to understand that you get to decide how hard you play, how innovative you are, how much passion, intention, execution you bring to the game. That is going to decide what you achieve in your life and not something else. If I get a little bit preachy up here this morning... First of all, let me not really apologize. I want to say to you that you will never outperform your identity. You will never outperform how you view you. So you think about it, right? Twelve spies go to the promised land. They all come back. Ten say, yes, it's a wonderful place, but we can never take it because they're big and they're scary and they've got fortified cities. Two come back and say, yes, they're full of scary people, but there's good fruit over there, and here is some examples of the good fruit, and we should go take them. See, there's a lot of people out there that see themselves as grasshoppers, and you will never, if that's your identity, right, like, you know, I'm a, I'm a lowly, you know, whatever, I'm a single mom, or I'm a, I'm a single dad, or, you know, like, like if whatever your identity is, whatever story you're running, you'll never outperform that. It doesn't matter, like, I could give you the best tactics in the world, and you'll never outperform your identity. So one of the greatest things about being a human being is we can change our identity. We know that. The Bible is full of stories of redemption. You and I have friends that have been redeemed from, from people that are shocking to people that are great. Like, like it can be redeemed. Your identity can be redeemed, but you're going to have to do something about it. And that, my friends, is not comfortable, right? It is not comfortable to go within and have a look at what you don't like and root that stuff out. But I want to tell you, 
if you don't go within, you will go without. So you'll never outperform your identity. Your identity is like, like, uh, like the, what the Americans would call it, like a thermostat. Like, you know, we would, like in Australia, we would call it, you know, the, like the temperature gauge on the, eight, on the air conditioning, right? Like effectively, right, the way they work is, uh, you know, like I like to set the office at about 20 degrees, uh, 19 to 20. I like the place cold. But basically, whatever you set that at, it will then work to make sure that it maintains that temperature. So if I've set the, the air conditioning at 20 degrees and it's a hot day and somebody leaves the door open, as the room gets warmer, it will kick in to try and get it back to 20 degrees, right? As it gets too cold, then the machine cuts off to warm it up again to 20 degrees. Your identity is exactly the same. You've got a certain identity that will mean you can produce a certain performance. And as things come and go in your life, you will adjust to make sure that you stay at the identity you originally had. So for example, I met somebody years ago who they said to me, they said, oh, I'm really happy with where I'm at in my professional life, in my small business. We're earning 150 grand a year and my dad only ever earned 100. And so I feel good because I'm earning more than my dad. And I'm like, is that your benchmark? So for this person, like as soon as they got to 170, they started to jeopardize it because they were happy at 150. The minute they started to drop to 130, they picked up their game because they wanted to outperform their dad. I'm like, that's a shocking, shocking place to live, right? So, so, so we need to work on that identity and get to shape it because ultimately, as a man thinketh, so is he, right? As a woman thinketh, so is she. Meaning that you can't change your outside world without first changing your inside world, right? It is what happens in here that will change what happens out there. Now, here's the good news. You get to control what happens in here. You are 100% in control of what happens inside your coconut and what you let inside your heart. You get to choose. Today is a good day when you realize that you get to choose what happens inside your mind and inside your heart. By the way, if I'm, if, if I'm preaching, if this is making sense, do me a favor, go to the question box and put something in there, a word, a grunt, an emoji. Like If you're picking up what I'm putting down, then do me a favor, go to the question box and put something in there because it makes me happy. Preach it, brother. Love it. Heck yeah, so true. Preach, preach. Awesome, good stuff. Keep going, keep going. Tough, but good. I wonder who that was. Let me have a look. Okay, fist pump. Written as a fist pump, not even the emoji. Love it. Love it. Spot the boomer. All right. So so I want to basically run through five things that you need to consider doing, changing, looking at, because ultimately, If you want 2021 to be better than 2020 and every other year beforehand, if you want that, then one of the ways that you change your identity is you have to have a hard look at your environment, okay? It's your environment that will shape your identity, okay? And so you get to choose who is in your environment and what is in your environment. So we're going to look at some areas of your environment, work out what you need to do with them, and that's going to start to shift the way that you view you. One of the areas of your environment that you need to take very a serious look at is your friends. Yes, your friends. Um, now, of course, you've probably heard it said that you will be the sum parts of the five friends that you hang around. 
I, I, I probably, I probably more disagree with that than agree with it. I think it has some merit. I probably more disagree with it. Um, because like I, I literally have friends that have no desire to build a phenomenal business and do something great. They have no desire, but they're wonderful people who are good dads or good mums, and they love their community. And so, so I don't want to, I don't want to be divorced from those people as like they're like, they're just lovely friends. Right. However, if they're my only friends, then I'm left in the own, my own echo chamber and there's nobody to challenge me, stretch me, and grow me. So, so I don't think you should... I mean, if you've got friends that pull you down, then burn those people in a second, right? Delete them out of your phone. Don't answer the phone to them anymore and don't hang out with them. If they're not for you, they're against you. If they're pulling you down, then you need to burn those people. But if they're just good friends and you like them and you enjoy their company just because they're not inspiring, they should still be your friends. But you're going to have to find some friends that are the people that challenge you, that are people that are further along the line than you, people that can actually say to you, hey, buddy, you're playing small. Come on, right? Let that business that you're chuffed with, there's way more inside of you than that business. Come on, get to work, get up early, just get some standard. Like, you need friends that are on this charge with you, okay? Because it is damn lonely, when you're the only person in your world, when you're the person with the most passion and the most attention and the most drive, that it'll only a matter of time before that gets snuffed out. You've got to get around people. It doesn't even need to be like every week. You just need to get around some people that are challenging you to be better because that's how you shift your environment. Because when they challenge you to be better, you start to expect more of yourself and when you start to expect more of yourself, you have shifted your identity. So have a look at maybe getting some new friends. The second part is what are you listening to? What are you listening to? So, I, you know, I, and obviously you're here with me today. So, so you know how to make smart decisions about what to feed yourself. But what else are you listening to, right? Like I'm talking about like, like Sunday sermons are awesome, okay? They're, they are awesome for getting to shift our identity. So, so they don't have to be on Sunday, you know, you can watch a sermon on a Wednesday and they still have power. So maybe you need to start looking at what am I feeding myself? Because let me tell you, like watching reruns of Miami Vice or reruns of House of Cards, for example, that may be good checking out time, but it's not going to feed you in being the best you you can be. So if you're only watching trashy Netflix, you've got to ask yourself the question, what am I feeding myself? I'm not saying that... What, like watching House of Cards is a bad idea. If you need checkout time to sit with your spouse or whatever and just chill and veg, fine. But what else are you feeding yourself, okay? There's, a, there's, a, there's entire websites of audiobooks. Although I'm not a huge fan of audiobooks myself. I like to read because the slower pace helps me internalize it. But what are you listening to, right? Podcasts, right? Things like that. And I think I might have said this yesterday. And if I did and it didn't matter yesterday, it won't matter today. But if you are on Clubhouse the new social media app, come and find me and follow me at Wes Hone uh, and uh, we're going to have a whole bunch of fun on that app because that's a phenomenal place to, 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 you know, to get stuff into you that's going to move you forward. What are you listening to? Okay, there's an, there's an entire thing called YouTube where you can start to find people that motivate you and go and follow that stuff and put it into you. You need to start challenging your own identity and you're going to do that by listening to other people. Thirdly, what are you reading? What are you reading? Like it, and when I say reading, I don't. It can be people say, "Well, I, I don't like reading a book. I like eBooks or I like audiobooks." I'm like, I still think there is something to be said for reading, even if, 
even if you're a slow reader and you're dyslexic and things like that, like, like you can, I think you can still find a way to read, even if it's really slowly, because as you read, right, rather than, see, when you're audiobook and you're driving and you're listening, you're half paying attention. When you're reading, you're, you're internalizing as you go, and I think it's a really powerful way to get stuff even deeper inside of us. What are you reading? I think I, think I want to put this in two categories. You, if, if you were to really own reading the Bible, and I don't mean reading the Bible for the sake of being able to quote scripture and verse in the mirror. I don't mean that. I mean actually reading long-form sections of the Bible and looking for like topics, for example. Like, like if you were to read the story of Joseph and then work out why was it Joseph and not one of his 13 brothers, you're forced to read a whole bunch and, and then distill I think that's really where there's a whole bunch of wisdom. That's like normally on a Sunday, it's like take a proverb and speak on it for 30 minutes. Wonderful, really, really valuable. But what about looking at the character of David when he's under oppression? What, you know, like, like, like what, about, what about why Solomon when God knew he was going to throw it all away? Like, like big questions, right? I think you need to start reading that stuff because it'll shift your identity. Practically, I think you need to start reading business topics. Like, like I'm, when, you, when I talk about identity, I don't necessarily mean just spiritually. I mean your identity as a businessman and a businesswoman. Like, pick a topic this year. It could be that you want to know accounting because you're sick of being at the mercy of an accountant who is never available, and so you're going to skim accounting law so that you can understand a little bit better. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's Facebook ads. Maybe it's social media. Maybe... You know, maybe it's hiring in HR law. Pick a topic and learn it because it's going to give you confidence as an entrepreneur and that confidence is going to change your identity. Number four, one of the ways to change your environment is to get to conferences and events. I know that that's hard in 2020, 2021, right? With the world shut down, but they're still around. And, and even, if, even if you can't, like London right now, hard lockdown, right? And we're praying for you guys. Even then, right, can you get five people on a phone call and start edifying each other, right? Don't worry about the government shutdown. You're not at the mercy of them. Not, the phone system's not shut down. Just get five friends on a phone call and start, and start edifying each other and praying over each other. Like, like, and, and all the way up to, you know, in Australia, we have some border restrictions, but most states you're allowed to kind of move freely and, and there's conferences and events happening in this. You've got to go to those things because they're immersion, they, you know, that's why we run a Kingdom Business Summit every year, two days preaching, you know, and we put people into these immersion places for, for 48 hours while we just bathe them in Kingdom Business, right? You need to find those. I know it's harder. You've got to find them. By the way, while I think of it, while I think of it, um, let me just poll you guys just for a second if you, would, if you would humor me with this. If I was to run a virtual two-day conference, which would allow me to then bring speakers from all over the world rather than pick people who are in Brisbane or Sydney or, or, or Melbourne or whatever. I need you to be brutally honest with your answer. If it's yes, it's yes. And if it's no, it's no. And I'm good with either. I just want the truth from you. If I was to run a two-day virtual conference, would you attend? Put an answer for me in the questions box. But please don't tell me what I want to hear. I don't want to put it on if you're not coming. 
I want to know, I want to know, would you attend if I was to put on a two-day conference, which means you've got to engage with your laptop or your computer for two whole days in a high-functioning environment. If you would, put yes. If there's no way you'd do that, please put no, because I want to see how this is popping. The fifth thing that I really think you need to consider doing this year to shift your identity is start to think about what you think about and monitor your internal dialogue. Remember, going back to the start, this is 100% controllable by you. This is good news. This is a good day. You get to control your thoughts. You get to control what you do and don't like with your internal dialogue. Here's what I would say to you would be a good idea for you to do to shift your identity. For the next 72 hours or maybe more, make a list of your most recurring negative thoughts. Science tells us that 80% of our thoughts are on repeat. 80% of our thoughts are the same today as they were yesterday. And of our thoughts, 80% have a negative tone. So just think about that. As humans, 80% of our thoughts are repetitive and 80% are negative. So you can think like that really sets you up to be average. So if you think about what you think about, then you can go through that process of monitoring it. And when you, because because you, because they're thoughts that are on repeat every day, you don't realize them. If you were to have a book near you or your, or your notes on your phone or something, and all day long when you, a negative thought popped in your mind, you wrote it down, you would start to get a read on what you truly believe. And then, of course, once you get a read on it <clears throat> and you see the recurring patterns of, I'm not good enough or something along the lines of I'm not enough or something along the lines of money's hard to come by or something along the lines of this business is killing me. Like when you start to see that, you're like, hang on a minute, that's not setting me up to have my best year ever. I need to go through a process of reframing what's inside my head. And by the way, the only reason why you believe those things is not because they're true, because you've been running the racket for your whole life probably. So the way that we do it is we first of all be conscious that they're not serving us we come up with better thoughts, we meditate on those thoughts consistently, and they become your dominant thoughts because you start running that racket. The good news is that racket actually sets you up to be a better person, a better entrepreneur, a better father, dad, whatever, and not one that stays exactly where you are today. You get to decide what goes on inside your coconut, but you've got to decide to go through the process of being aware of what goes on inside your coconut. Well, guys, uh, my hope for you, my prayer for you is that this has shifted something inside of you so that you can see. Like when, when you look inside and you see something you don't like, celebrate it. We all got problems, right? When you see something inside of you that you don't like, that's when you give yourself a high five because listen to this. If you've been producing results to this point with that negative thinking inside of you, imagine the results you're going to produce when that thing's rooted out and replaced with something that can move you forward. When you find issues in personal development, it's cause for cheers because when you fix it, you're going to get better results. Guys, do me a favor. Um, it, it, like if this is, this is like I, I'm teaching it's practical, but unless you go do something about it, nothing's going to change in your world. I want you to make a commitment now in the questions box. What is one thing 
you commit to executing on based on what I've said this morning? I need something in the question box. What is one commitment you absolutely have decided 100% that you will make, take, or do as a result of you giving up this 25 minutes this morning? I want you to get an ROI on this time, but you've got to make a commitment that says, I, effective immediately, am going to do this. All right, they're flying in. My gosh. Uh, uh, too hard. Can't read them fast enough. Uh, I'm going to do more reading. Uh, I'm going to learn a business topic. I'm going to write my negative thoughts down. I'm going to check my thinking. I'm going to do a thought audit and make a note of my thoughts. Think about what I think about. 72 hours of thought capture. Uh, fix the 80% of revolving thoughts. Thoughts, 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 thoughts. I'm going to read more. What's more? Make a commitment. Um, uh, well, yes, there's just absolutely tons there, and it's moving too fast that I can't, can't catch up. <laughs> All right, um, guys, thank you for honoring me and coming on this webinar this morning. We're going to be back with another installment tomorrow morning at the same time. Remember this thing, though. I love you heaps. See ya.